Hi, I'm Amber. I'm Melissa. And you're listening to the AM Podcast. This week, we continue to learn more about first-generation K-pop by diving into popular girl groups from that time. We chose three groups, and we will talk about their debut songs, most popular songs, and the song before they disbanded, or their more recent songs, or both, probably both, for some of them. Um, So the first one we're going to talk about is SES. Um, They're often, they're credited as the first all-girl K-pop group. They were formed in 1997 by SM Entertainment with three three members, Bada, Eugene, and Shu. At the time, Bada's name was C, so that's kind of how they got the S-E-S part of it. Um, And they were the female counterpart of H-O-T or HOT that we talked about last week. Um, So we're just going to dive right into their debut song, and it was called I'm Your Girl. So Melissa, what did you think? Um, I really liked this song. It was very smooth. Um, And I don't know, I'm a fan of like the 90s like rap call and response thing that seems to be popular. It was popular in the West and seemed to be popular there too um, Mm -hmm. in South Korea for the time. Um, And I just thought it was very catchy. Um, It was a vibe, but yeah. What did you think? <laughs> um, I will say, okay, first of all, I want to say I've heard about this group and like I've seen this song, I guess like dance to like the choreography in a huh. few shows. So when I first saw it, I wasn't too shocked by it, but it was my very first time actually seeing the video and like just seeing the whole style of the time. And mm-hmm. um, I thought their little, I th- was it this? Was it this video where they had the little poof ball hairstyles? Yes. I, love I thought that was so cute. Yes, it was so cute. But they gave me like TLC vibes. I don't know if it was just because there was three of them and it was a 90. <laughs> Probably. That's okay. But like they gave me that vibes and I thought it was really cute. I think it was a really good like debut song for the girls. I think that it was it was cute and it was like I'm your girl you know giving the fantasy to the guys you know <laughs> but yeah um did you have anything else to say about that one I'm um, I just thought it was really cute and I'm gonna download it onto my phone mm-hmm. um but yeah add it That's to the playlist <laughs> um so we're gonna move on to their most popular song and it was love and that released in 1999 um, what did you think, Melissa? Um, I really liked the too. Um, it sounded like it was a, a first love situation mm-hmm. kind of going on. It seemed to be a reoccurring theme with um, especially girl groups. I don't want to say I want to say it was just them, but from based on our brief bit of research that we did for this segment it seemed like talking about love and first loves and missing your love this seems to be a recurring theme mm-hmm. um, but this is a very very cute song um and yeah I mean it was difficult to choose a popular song for them because uh, SES seemed to be a very popular group back then mm-hmm. um so but this was the one that I think was uh kind of catapulted them or at least uh, to success or at least when they started to gain popularity um and I could see that with this song but yeah what about you 
Um, I thought it was cute. And you mentioned that it was about first love. I, when I was listening to it, I was a little confused because I wasn't sure if it was like first love or just wanting to be together for a long time. And I think somewhere in, I don't know, somewhere in the lyrics, I think she's, she talks about like she's different. It don't know. It was some, she talks about something. And I was wondering if she was changing because of him. I can't think of the lyric. I, I should have put it down on our notes. But um, I think she mentioned she was becoming a different girl or, or some type of change was happening because of him. Mm-hmm. And I was just curious if it was a good thing or a bad thing. But I'm guessing it was a good thing. She kept talking about being in love and mm-hmm. just being together forever. So, <laughs> well, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's all I have to say. Oh. I mean, I mean, I think that still goes along with the whole first love situation because when you, when you, I guess when you're in that moment, I guess like you, I guess maybe you could see yourself changing with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's, it's to me, it still sounds like it corresponds with like being in love for the first time with someone. Like you see yourself changing with him or her for a long time, but. I don't know, but that's all I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> um, I think as like a little special mention, we could talk about "Be Natural." It was covered by Red Velvet. What did you think about the song? Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was to throw it in because this song wasn't technically one of their most popular, mm-hmm. but I feel like, and I, I feel like it didn't really gain popularity until at least until Red Velvet covered it later on, because I think when it was released, it wasn't widely um, promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great song, though. And even back then, it was, I didn't realize how similar it was going to be to Red Velvet's song, but it's literally, like, they literally just copy and pasted <laughs> this song from SDS to Red Velvet. Like, I'm pretty sure that the lyrics just did not change. Even the rap part. The rap part is literally the same rap part um, as um, when uh, when he did it with Red Velvet. Um, but I love this. It seems it's it's definitely for SDS. Go back to SDS because this is who we're talking about. Um, but I can see. I love the growth that you can see between their first song to this song. Is have has very mature feel feel, and I don't think they were that old like they, I think they were still relatively young when they did this song mm-hmm. it has a very mature feel to it um yeah apparently I had a lot to say about this <laughs> song <laughs> it's just I love the jazziness of it and um and they have and they have really pretty voices too um so yeah anyways we're gonna did you have anything you want to say I no I agree with you um you could tell they matured and it's very different because a lot of the girl groups from then were all like cutesy and mm-hmm. I don't know, just bubblegum <laughs> and all that. Yeah. So to have this change, it was nice. It was like a breath of fresh air. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, but you mostly said anything that I probably would say. <laughs> so I mainly just agree with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So moving on, we're going to go and talk about their song before they disbanded and it's this is their last song as a group um it's called soul to soul well 
I think it's a po- it is soul to soul, but I think it's also like a play on the words because in number two, according to Wikipedia, I don't know how reliable the source that is, but according to Wikipedia, it's supposed to also be a play on words because in number two, it's also pronounced as E in Korean. Oh, that's so, so it could be, cute. So it would be like SCS. So, mm-hmm. so but, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we couldn't really find translation on the song. Um, however, in the music video, um, Pada is, it's a very dark themed music video. And Pada is seen writing letters while crying. Eugene is cutting up bunnies in a room, which could suggest, you know, mental, <laughs> mental instability. Um, and Shu is seen caressing a large ball of light on her bed. So, and also the song was never performed on television. So, I mean, I guess in my initial, just uh, just really quickly, I'll just say my thoughts because I spell out already. But um, it's a very dark theme to be your last song. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, even though we don't really know what they were saying, um, just by the visuals, just I'm just wondering where they were, what space they were in towards the end of their group's I guess lifespan um because it just seems like a very and apparently but there was another single that came out before this um but this um which I believe was a more upbeat song um on the same album but this was the last one I guess that came out Mm -hmm. but yeah what were you gonna say um I was gonna agree with you yeah um trying to figure out the really what they were saying was hard because I mean I looked really hard for the translation and it's weird that I couldn't find it because for a lot of other songs I could um but I agree with you it was really dark and as you were talking I was thinking the same thing as you like where were they as a group mentally I guess for it to be so dark and I'm also wondering like was that even planned to be their last song and again we don't know what they were saying so this is just purely going based off of visuals um and so i like i don't know if maybe they were actually going for a darker theme but after they recorded it or whatever something i don't know something may have happened and then they were like oh yeah we're not supposed to be together (laughs) so and then they i don't know they disbanded i'm hoping that it wasn't anything too crazy i'm hoping that maybe they just felt like they needed to go their separate ways at that point um so yeah i just really hope it wasn't anything bad um but the good thing is they had a reunion in 2017 they came up with two songs one is remember and the other is paradise so melissa what did you think um, well, out of the two, I loved Paradise. I thought it was a very cute and fun song, and it was a great way to mix the old, uh, I guess, the yeah, I guess the older sound of, of with the newer sound of today. Um, uh, when I first, I think when I was listening to it, uh, actually listening to it like on YouTube, like Shuffle or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's called. And when it came on, I was like, okay, so because I think I was listening to another song and I was on another tab and I heard a play. I was like, okay, this must be one of their other older songs. And I thought it was this newer one because I think I was listening to Remember first. Um, And so the fact that I thought it was from 
back in the day shows that at least that, that they were able to match the two uh, eras, I guess, together really well. Um, at least I thought so. Um, in terms of remember, um, it was fine. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes with these reunion songs, I guess because they don't have anything to prove necessarily, these groups that came out like a long time ago and they come back and they reunite, they don't, and I guess I don't have anything to prove, but I mean, it was a okay song. It was a nice song. I don't really have any more thoughts about that. Oh, but um, I agree with you. I think they did a wonderful job at mixing their old with the newer sound. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it was cute. Um, I think it was cute like, for one of the the lines they mentioned um, going to visit old friends that are all grown up now. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, it just feels like you're running into an old friend that you haven't seen in so long. And I was like, this is such a great song to come back out with after like disbanding and to to like we just mentioned what their their last song before they disbanded was and it's just like to see the juxtaposition between the two is amazing and I'm happy that they were able to come back on a happier note than how they left <laughs> left in the last one um but yeah I just thought it was really cute that they were like coming to visit old friends which is like their their fans I mean I don't really know I mean see the lyrics for this it could be taken both ways like you can look at it as their fans or you can look at it as like a love but I I truly feel like this one was for the fans. Um, as I like as we mentioned, um, they came out with another song called Remember. And just like this one, just like the last, just like Paradise, I'm not sure if this one is about love or if it's fully for the fans, but I'm guessing it's fully for the fans, just like the other one. Um I think maybe depending on how you read into the lyrics it could be both or it could be the other one but um I don't know I just like the song <laughs> I did it was, just, it was just like just to see like the song and the video go very well together because you see them practicing together and going back to I guess like the old days and how they were before and they were probably doing the same thing and hanging out and just and just laughing and just being a group and so I thought that was really nice. It it gave me the feeling of like them remembering what it was like to be on stage, to be together. And that probably was like a really happy time for them. So yeah. What did you think? Oh, well, I think I already kind of talked about it. But I oh. guess I just wanted to add on to uh in terms of remember <laughs> that I agree that the lyrics would be the focus because I feel like I was a little bit harsh because I think I said it was just a nice song which was a nice song mm-hmm. but um, but as I'd listened to the uh, Korean version and I listened to the English version mm-hmm. um, and yeah I agree that the lyrics were the focus and and I did like the fact that it felt like they were just they, they were reminiscing and then they were coming back together and yeah yeah <laughs> the lyrics yes i agree lyrics are the focus because it was just like a simple a simple i guess instrumental or music that was backing it so moving on to the next group we have baby vox baby vox stands for baby voices of expression this name was chosen to represent their original concept as voices of expression against social injustice they debuted in 1997 as a five-member group 
Over the next two years, they went through a number of member changes. And the final lineup in 1999 consisted of Kim Easy, Lee Hae Jin, Shim Eun Jin, Kan Mi Young, and Yoon Eun Hye. Did I say that right? I guess. I think so. You guys, I tried. Um, <laughs> their debut song was haircut and that was well in 1997 when they debuted um so what did you think melissa um i i mean it was a cute concept if that's what they were going for Mm -hmm. i believe they so the original debut song it was called two men it didn't do well well it was banned (laughs) due to i guess sexy concept um, so they changed the debut song to Haircut. Um, there's not really any lyrical meaning. It was, it's about a girl and, you know, she's sad because she got a haircut. In the end, so we learned why she was sad because, you know, she got a haircut. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think the other part of the reason why they changed it was because uh, compared to the other groups at the time um, that were out, uh, they were more cutesy, I guess. And haircut is cutesy. And yeah, that's all I had to say about that. I mean, it was a, it's a. I mean, if it, if their point was to come out with a cutesy concept, I mean, they accomplished that with haircut. What are your thoughts about it? Um, they give me like full on Spice Girl vibes a little bit. But like a t- like not as out there as Spice Girls was, but it was like a tame version. I mm. will say this song to me was a little cringy. Um and I mean you just mentioned exactly what what the haircut was all about because I was fully confused by what exactly the song was about. Cause in reading it, I wasn't sure like I was like, is is it because like a girl cuts her hair because she's about to break up with her boyfriend? And at some point she was talking about him. I don't know if he was crying or she was crying. And I don't know. It was just I'm fully confused. <laughs> like that's I kind of like what Melissa said. Like there was no, I don't know, lyric lyrical value <laughs> to what it was. And so I just I was confused, but it was a cute song. I think maybe yeah. if I didn't read the lyrics, it was it was cute. I think they were at like a an amusement park. I think there was like a little carousel in the background. So, like she mentioned, like Melissa mentioned, um, it was very cutesy. Yeah, it was just very cutesy. <laughs> yeah. Did you have anything else to say? Nope. Okay, well, moving on to their most popular song. It was called Get Up, and it released in 1999. So I guess around this time, this is when they finally had their solid lineup. <laughs> and so this was this was the song. What did you think, Melissa? Um, I thought it was uh, pretty catchy. It's a typical um, late 90s, early 2000s sound. I don't I guess I don't feel too strongly about this group <laughs> after wa- listening to them or watching them. Um I mean and the lyrics are just very, you know, there's not much to them. It's about 
love and, you know, get up and hold my hand and get up, you know, take me out. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine. What did you think? Um, I think it was like a typical, like, late 90s, early 2000s song. Um, they had that. I mean, I remember growing up and I would see this in videos, but they had that like the sexy tomboy look with like the baggy pants, but like the, mm-hmm. the extra tight top altered midriff mm-hmm. showing, you know, like that's what we grew up with. Um, I think it was, I mean, like you said, the song basically, I mean, overall, the song was just about telling the guy to make his move, like, like just do something. Um, but also, I think this video reminded me of just how, for lack of a better word, but, like, how, like, low low budget everything used to be back in the day. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. even here in the United States, things look like this. Like, I just remember, like, they had simple areas, simple backgrounds, but they just used a different lens or whatever. And it was all about the dancing. And so I just remembered it. And I just know that, like, now I'm looking back and I'm just like, ooh, cringe. But I know if I was watching it right then and there, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, your outfit's so cute. How did they do this angle? Their dances? I want to dance like them. Let me learn the dance by watching the video. And so, yeah. But the song was just 2000s. Like, a, like a, well, it came in 1999, which is, they both, 1999 and 2000s kind of had the same sound. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm guessing you have nothing else to say about this one. Um, yeah, no. I was just looking at the video again one more time mm-hmm. <laughs> to see if I had anything else that I wanted to really, really say. Um, no, I don't really have much more to say. The fisheye lens is very nine, reminiscent of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, the choreo is kind of cute. And yeah, I mean, not much more to say. I can see why it was popular. I mean, that's what was popular in the in the world, or at least in the West. So the hairstyles are cute. Okay, moving on to the last song before they disbanded in 2006. It's called Ecstasy, which was released in 2004. Um, so, most what you think? Um, well, I thought the music video reminds me of Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very uh, sexy concept. The beat was... Uh, it's kind of basic. It's, it's, I don't know if it's basic, but it was... That was the sound back then. Yeah, I really, I'm not really a huge fan of the music that we had back in like early 2000s, anyways. Um, it's very different from, but I mean, I guess that's a good, that's a good like what five year gap, anyways, between like Get Up and Ecstasy. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Um, but yeah, um, the most, the majority of it was in English. Um part of the uh, so the there's a part in the song um where Tupac raps um but I believe it's a freestyle that he did from what I read it was a freestyle he did while he was incarcerated um and so and the and when they put this so the media company said that they had the rights to I guess use the song I mean Tupac's rap in the song but um it was challenged, I guess, or the rights to use the song was challenged by his mother and um, someone else who may have been a producer, DJ Doc. 
Um, but uh, so I mean, there was that whole thing. But other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't have any. I didn't have any strong feelings about the song. I mean, it's kind of a basic two thousand four song. Um, and of course, there would be some growth in, from between nineteen ninety nine to two thousand four. Um, so yeah, what did you think? Um, I agree. I do think it was a little basic, but I also agree when I first saw it, I thought right away, I was like, Fast and Furious. I I was just like, this is full of Fast and Furious vibes. Um, you mentioned the t- whole Tupac thing. I'm a little confused why they needed to use Tupac, Tupac's rap in the first place, because in the beginning of the video, they already have a rapper. And I, I mean, I know there's no limit to the number of rappers that you can have on a song, but I don't know. It just felt kind of like unneeded. And then also, like, why, why put his part on on the light of a car? It was just like very cheesy, and it felt like they were they were trying just a little too hard <laughs> with mm-hmm. this one. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tupac's rap was like really good, but I it I don't know. It just didn't it didn't add anything to the video, and. I hate to say this, but I kind of feel like it cheapened the rap that he did. Just because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if maybe they better executed putting putting his clip in the video. It would have been a lot better. But just to kind of just see it sitting there on a on a headlight of a car, I was just like, what? Okay. But I mean, other than that, I can't I can't really be too mad because it was a two. Like like Melissa said, t- the early two thousands kind of just went through something. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of went through like this basic beats, and I think I don't know. I feel like that was the time when you really figured out who was really good singers and who wasn't. This is very off topic, but I'm just saying that's that's what I feel like. But I mean, hey, that was the time, and I can't I can't really be mad at them for doing what was popular back then and their outfits full-on 2000s look you know you have yeah, the absolutely. you have the short skirts do you had the the little halter tops real mm-hmm. short you know so yeah that's 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 what i thought so what do you is there anything else you have to say yes i need to clarify my statement from earlier oh uh, because dj doc was the south korean hip-hop trio <laughs> so they they were the ones that were it was a Tupac's mother and DJ Doc, this hip hop trio, mm-hmm. the South Korean hip hop trio, that were criticizing the group for using Tupac's um, rap. Right. So, just want to clarify that. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on to our final group. Um, it is Finkel that debuted in 1998. They were formed by DSP Media, consisting of members Lee Hyori, Okju Hyun. Lee Jin and Sung Yuri. Um, the name stands for Finn Killing Liberty, and it was intended to mean that the group stood against the oppression of all freedom. Finn means end in Spanish and French. The group's name was selected by a poll of young people by the record company before the group's inception. So we're going to move on to their debut song, which was called Blue Rain. And of course, that was debuted in 1998. <laughs> So what did you think, Melissa? Um, I really liked this song. It was very nineties. Um, and I thought the in the baggy clothes. I think I believe, um, because we just finished talking about baby Fox, and they did have 
you know, baggy clothes to an extent. Mm -hmm. But with them, it felt very tomboyish with the baggy shirts and the baggy jeans. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know, just seemed, made it seem different from the other popular groups um, at the time. Um, and I love the, the quintessential dancing in the rain theme because it's like you had to have a rain dancing type of scene in the 90s it felt like or else it wasn't really an actual video from the 90s and I really liked it I really liked the song it was very and it was very emotional mm -hmm. but yeah what songs did you I mean what songs <laughs> what did you think um I will, I'm gonna say this okay the dances in the music video gave me like girl version of boys to men new edition vibe <laughs> And they were different from all the other girl groups that were out there. Like you mentioned, like they were baggy everything when they first came out. And they were doing like the cute little, if you guys know, you know, they were doing this cute little steps and they were doing like the, ooh, you know, moving in and out. <laughs> like, like these groups used to do. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the song is about. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if like someone died. Or are they talking about, like, losing their first love and having the memories give them comfort? Like, they're only, the memories are only there? I couldn't really figure out because they were talking about they'll, they'll, they'll never, like, they can't be where they are. And mm -hmm. I can only feel you. Like, I don't know. It was weird. And I wasn't sure <laughs> what it was. Yeah, no, I was, uh, sorry, I didn't know. Did you, were you going to say something else? No, I was done. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to say, because, like, um... I thought that because at first I thought maybe they were just losing their first love and they're going through the memories, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, but then the the line about the person sleeping, I was like, yeah. are they sleeping forever? Right. Or, I don't know. Is that why they're standing in the rain? But, but because it said something about um, like the tears on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? what? Is the person dead? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was very emotional, whichever one it was. Um, that's all I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, great song though. It was a good song. Like great I was debut. Just... Interesting debut. Mm -hmm. I was about to I was about to say that after. Oh, <laughs> afterwards. But <laughs> yeah, I it was no. I agree with you. It was okay. interesting because I don't know what's that. I wonder if it was done on purpose to catch you. Like, oh, this girl group is in baggy clothes and doing. The song is their debut, but I mean, it would have caught me. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. You have anything else you want to? Nope. I like them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, moving on to their most popular song. Um, it was called To Find Boyfriend, and it was actually covered by G Friend. I can't remember what year it was covered by, but it was covered by them. So, anyways, um, back back to Finkel. What did you think? Um, I really, I liked this song somewhat. I mean, it's very cutesy. I guess it goes back to, it's different from their debut song. This is what I'm, which I'm, I'm, I'm tending to find with a lot of these, um, groups is that their, their most popular song, the song that like really got a lot of attention is very different from their debut song. And I don't know if part of it was because, I don't know, cause I want to, cause I keep trying to, I keep saying that, okay, well maybe they changed it up because it was based on what other popular groups at the time were doing, mm -hmm. but 
how could they all be changing it up based on what other popular groups were doing if they're the ones that started? I don't know. So I don't know if that's something to do with society. I don't know, because this is... I don't know. And maybe society didn't want to be... Because, I mean, their, their debut song was very sad. Yeah. You know? And so maybe... I don't know. It just seems interesting to me that all of the groups that we've done so far, their most popular song is something that's very poppy or very like cutesy concept um but they were also very young too so doing like a sexy concept maybe would not have made sense for them at that time but i don't know i mean it's a it's a cutesy song that's 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 about it for me well i agree it's very cute and i also thought the same thing um i'm i'm not sure what made them switch up the sound so drastically it's like you said i mean not all the girl groups could switch if they're they're leading they're leading the trends yeah <laughs> so, like i don't know it just went from r&b to very poppy and i think what's interesting is that they switched it to something cutesy but they still kept their kind of like their tomboyish style mm-hmm. and so yeah I was just very confused, but I did think it was a cute song. It was, yeah, I don't know. I like like I don't know. I don't know if it's just just because they're trying to grab a wider audience. I guess hmm. because I feel like as a girl, maybe I'm more drawn to that because you know it's cute. I'm like, oh my god, and then the well, guys, you know, they might find them cute or whatever, and it's like, oh, that's true. Ah. Yes. So. <laughs> So I don't know I don't know, but I like the song. And I guess that's what matters if you like the song. <laughs> I guess yeah. Cause even to this day, you know, the cutesy concept is something that is used quite often mm-hmm. in K pop groups. So maybe it's maybe it's the to grab the guy's attention. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Because I like the first one. Yeah, I do like the their very it's first song more. Yeah. But I sonically, know. I thought it was better, but yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. do, you, do you have anything else to say? Nope. Okay, so moving on to their last song. Um, it was Fine Killing Liberty, and that was in 2005. And I'm going to be honest with you. At first, I thought Finkel started for Fine Killing Liberty when we first started researching them because... Um, that came up and I'm not sure if like like we didn't do a crazy deeper dive into all of these groups we more so wanted to I guess attack it from like a musical standpoint and so I don't know if maybe over the years they slowly went from thin to fine so yeah but um as far as this song goes I didn't really like it um like like I like you know the early 2000s yeah it had it had a sound and i feel like in the early 2000s you could only like that music when you were in it where like (laughs) and if you listen to it now it's just like for nostalgic reasons like just retook you back to the old days or something um so yeah i really didn't think i don't know i really didn't think much of it um and I think I had a hard time finding the lyrics to this one as well. So I can't, you know, go in deep of, um, yeah, what it was. 
But, um, yeah, so do you have anything to say about the fine killing liberty? Um, nope, I feel about the same way that you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just because it reminded me of, who do we just, it was Baby Voss? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just these, these early 2000s songs are just, it was a weird time. Yeah. Um, for the time that, the for the year that it came out, and I'm sure it was, you know, a, a song. And again, I didn't, like, like I said, I don't really know what it's about because I couldn't locate the lyric, any lyric translations or anything like that to actually understand what it is that they were talking about. Um, but it, it did feel like they were, you know, trying too hard to keep up with the trend almost too. Um, but maybe that's just how everyone looked in early 2000s. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it. But yeah. Okay, so this group is kind of, I don't know, they they really never fully like disbanded, right? Yeah, they just went on an indefinite hiatus after 2006. Okay. <laughs> well, they came back in 2019 <laughs> with um the song, well, it's called Like the Song That Remains. Um, what did you think about that one? Well, I would say that I love the lyrics for the song. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great, you know, reunion song and a great, you know, like remembering, you know, all the things, reminiscing. I don't know. I like the fact that they, these groups, when they come back, I guess, they, the lyrics tend to be, you know, just, just about, I mean, I guess, what else can they talk about, I guess? So I don't know. Um, But just, their songs tend to be about, you know, reminiscing on things that happened in the past and how, they're glad that they could, you know, meet up with each other again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a song for them, but it's also a song that could be applied to, like, the fans as well, which is super cute. But, yeah. That's all I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> um, I agree. It's a really, it's a cute song, and it holds a lot of meaning lyrically. Um, you can tell this is, I feel like this is not only a song for a for the fans but I also feel like it's a song for themselves yeah and so um yeah and so the lyrics are heavy I really like the part when um where they mention like the it goes the songs we sang together are shining in my heart and um it it goes on to say I've lived with those songs buried inside but whenever I hear the familiar melody without knowing I stop in place and it takes me back to that time and I feel like that's it's, it's interesting because I feel like that's how fans are when they hear a song and it's, it's interesting to hear them have that kind of moment that a fan would have and so it's nice to know that like you know they're, they're you know all their fans are one and you're like one with them um yeah, yeah. so I think they hold a lot of meaning <laughs> and um I think the song's title it's just kind of represents what the whole song means because it says like the songs that remain, let us always be. And so it's kind of like, let us always be together. Even if, you know, they disband. Cause I, are they fully disband now? No, I don't think they, they never officially disbanded. Okay. So, <laughs> they, <laughs> so it's just like, and I guess 
in this sense is like until next time so like let's have these songs and these memories that we had to carry over and so I really like the the songs so yeah (laughs) did you have anything else to say about that that was a great analysis of the lyrics okay I kind of went on a tangent there I'm very sorry guys but I just that was that was a great analysis of the lyrics um yeah I don't have anything more to say about it. it was a really nice song do you have any like overall thoughts of just I guess at this point since we're at part two do you have any overall thoughts of all of the girl groups and just first generation k-pop in general hmm. well since we just finished talking about the girl groups i do have some notes i guess for overall mm-hmm. um during our for based on our research um but i think for the girl groups i think it's very interesting that the ones i mean i know there's contracts in place and, and, and usually i guess they're like maybe five to seven years mm-hmm. generally but i just thought it was interesting how at least two of the groups that we talked about, they ended in the early 2000s on songs that were just kind of very basic. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess specifically I'm talking about Finkel. Well, technically, I guess they didn't really disband, but I mean, they went on like a, how many years is it? Between 2005 or 2006 and 2019. That's a pretty long, pretty long hiatus. That is but long. I mean. But but it's just interesting that they both decided, okay, this isn't really what I want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After they put out these like kind of basic songs, I don't think it has more to do with the fact that music in the early 2000s was just not it for sometimes, at least in pop. Um, or I don't know. They just, or they just really didn't like going into that direction because both of them did kind of sexy concepts. I don't know, but um, SBS is just sad. Their last song, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. It's not really. I guess in in terms of overall thought for that, I just thought it was interesting that they both put out kind of basic songs that would that aren't they're not bad, but they're also not very good. And they decided that okay, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, but overall, so for overall, I guess after journeying through first generation k-pop at least for now i don't know if we'll we'll ever do this again maybe later later episodes i don't know but um i thought it was interesting that the guy groups actually talked about social issues especially early on in their careers um whereas the girls groups talked mostly about topics around surrounding love and or like me, I feel like there's maybe something more to this haircut song that I'm just that I just didn't get initially, and maybe like looking at the lyrics again, maybe I'll understand it. Maybe there's a deeper meaning to it because you mentioned something about relationships, and I don't know. And but to me, it seemed like it was kind of meaningless. Like, okay, you were sad because you got a haircut. I don't know, but and maybe it's the haircut was a symbol for something else, or maybe it was actually just a haircut. I don't know. But it's just compared to the guy groups who were talking about social issues that were actually occurring, at least from the little bit that we touched on, it doesn't seem like the girl groups really delved or, yeah, really delved deep into, like, societal issues. Um, Whereas the guy groups talked about, you know, the school system and educational system and bullying and the girl groups didn't really go much into 
those issues, at least not from the songs that we heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I think SCS's song, last song before they disbanded, I think that there may have been some a very powerful meaning in that song. If we had the lyrics, <laughs> no, <laughs> because the theme, the music video theme, I believe the video is, I mean, the song itself, I believe was a beat from what I remember, but a dark music video, dark theme music video usually is accompanied by darker lyrics. So I don't know. But other than that, I mean, the, the theme seemed to be kind of shallow. Um I think that's what I was all I had to say what I was gonna say about in terms of the themes overall. Um, I kinda wanna go back and mention when you were talking about haircut. Um the re- <laughs> the reason that I said like maybe it's a relationship thing is just well, one, the lyrics led me to believe that, but I also know that oftentimes like I don't know. I, I mean I'm I've never seen this happen in real life, but I know when I watch TV shows and this is like U.S. shows and just all shows like when in a relationship when a girl's about to do something drastic she like changes her hair or after a breakup she like cuts her hair but mm-hmm. I I mean I don't know if I'm giving the song a deeper meaning <laughs> than it actually is because it could be something as simple as she went to go get her hair done and she asked for a trim and they gave her a cut and <laughs> she could be upset and she's like oh my boyfriend's not gonna like it like what if he breaks up with me like I don't know if it's something like that or a mixture of both I don't know even with that theme of um a girl cutting her hair after going through a breakup or something like that even that has could be something that's up for debate mm-hmm. in the sense that you know and maybe it's, it's giving this like you know a deeper meaning than it really is <laughs> but why do why is it that a girl would feel that she is no longer desirable to her man just because she has short hair. So that, that so that so that could be something that is that could be a societal issue, and it mm-hmm. could be a message. Maybe there were some deeper messages hidden inside of these songs that just sound cute on the surface. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I was thinking because she is mm-hmm. gonna be, she's could be just as cute with short hair as she does with she as she ha, as she is with long hair mm-hmm. just because you cut your hair your personality doesn't change your hair is just shorter yes so that's what I was gonna say so thank you for bringing that up Amber because that <laughs> made me think about something on a deeper level <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> but um yeah so that's what I wanted to say about the whole haircut thing I mean, we really don't know. So if somebody knows or want to give us some insight into exactly what that song's about, you know, you can let us know, you know, let us know. Um, I would also say that um, I think you mentioned it or it was mentioned earlier in the episode, um, but most of the songs were about love and they were all cutesy. And I don't know, because you also mentioned that, you know, the guys actually had like social issues. And I wasn't sure if by the time the girl groups actually came out, if maybe that was like, old news, like that was no longer Mm. popular. Or I don't know. I I might be getting a little controversial. But I know for women, even today, they don't, you know, people don't find it so there are people that still don't find it attractive for a woman to speak out about injustice, which is kind of crazy because 
Finkel was all about like you know killing killing the in the social injustices but um so I don't know if maybe that's why it was mostly about love rather than real issues that people would face because I feel like that would have been amazing if they could I don't know have a girl group be so like powerful and come mm-hmm. out like the guys did because I know when we talked about the guys we were like wow like they're talking about real stuff and I would have liked to have the same reaction with the girls don't get me wrong I think some of their music was amazing but just I don't know from a social standpoint it would have been cool to see it that way um I will say that I feel like the girls did a lot a better job at mixing the western sound and making it their own I didn't feel like it was like with some of the guy groups I really did feel like it was like a copycat like copy and paste let's translate it throw a little bit of something Mm -hmm. in here that is relatable to the people of my country um but with the girl groups I feel like yeah I had that that western sound that I was familiar with but lyrically and a little there was I don't know there was just something more and it just kind of reminded me of I guess what the k-pop is today where it's just like yeah sometimes they do copy and sometimes there are songs that feel like they're like generic pop songs but now we have when you hear k-pop you know k-pop like k-pop is its own sound and I can officially say like that's k-pop and I wonder if within those I guess later years of the 90s if people were slowly um I guess figuring out the proper formula or method to make it their own and they just became a little more experimental so yeah that's what I liked about the girls um yeah that's all I have to say (laughs) so we have come to the end of the episode we hope you enjoyed our time traveling back to the 1990s which first generation groups are your favorite which songs do you like from them let us know. Um, the link to the YouTube playlist for all of the songs we discussed will be in the description. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore and podcast. Um, the links will also be in the description for our social medias. Um, thank you for listening and talk to you next week.